Welcome to the first official episode of the All Things Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie, and boy, it has been a week, hasn't it? This episode was going to be about NXT's New Year's Evil. Um, I was going to talk about the matches, I was going to say how I felt, what I thought about the whole show in general, because it was like the changing of the guard for us, for all of us. For the black and gold brand. So I ended up watching it on Tuesday. Tuesday night. And okay I'm not going to delete it off my DVR. I'm just going to watch it again tomorrow. The next day Wednesday. And take notes. Like hey okay so this. I like this part. I, this part. The opening match was freaking awesome and amazing. Obviously. um, They can go wrong with. Uh, Roderick Strong and Carmelo Hayes but as I got into the show and as I was making some notes you know like hey I'm gonna check up on these guys and see what's going on there because what their background is and all that stuff and as I open up Google here comes the first wave of releases for 2022. I'm like, dude, the year hasn't even started yet. And you already. Wow. Like, people just celebrated Christmas, and some people, you know, don't know what you celebrate, but people just celebrated Christmas, New Year's Eve. They, like, probably went on a spending spree and they were set, and then. You hit us up with the, hey, here comes the first wave. So, the first wave. Man, um, a lot of people are upset because these guys were NXT guys. Like, they've been there from the beginning. They've been there from Triple H's uh, vision to the next gen to, what do you call it? The changings and the changings. And they were there for the black and gold brand. NXT 1. Version 1. Ugh. Wow. So the list. The shocking list. Referee Scott Armstrong. Which. I know who. We all know who that is. The Armstrong family. Uh. Wow. He's been a referee for quite a while. Um, he was there in NXT as consultant. He refereed a few matches, I believe, that they said. But he was mostly there for backstage stuff. Um, a lot of performance coaches. Ace Steel, a.k.a. Chris Guy. Um, Allison Danger, a.k.a. Kathy Carino. Steve Carino's uh, sister, uh, Sarah Cummings, who's the senior vice president of consumer products, Rajin Singh, the great Kali's old manager, as you might remember him. Uh, he was an SBV also, a senior vice president of creative. Um, let's see, uh, Ryan Katz, known as GQ Money. He's been in NXT since 2015. He's gone. Uh, we have a writer 
George Carroll. <sighs> and then we have a bunch of talent. Well, some talent that you haven't seen since August. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, toothless Timothy Thatcher, as they call him. Uh, he used he briefly um, feuded with Riddle. Right before he Riddle showed up to the main roster, he was his tag partner. He feuded with Tommaso Ciampa, and then they became tag partners, and they destroyed everybody in sight. They were like, probably they got released because they used real punches. In WWE, um, no, they don't want to do that. Uh, Danny Birch, who's been since August also, but he's been coaching. Danny Birch, who was a uh, tag team with Oni Lorcan, who got released early in the year, last year. Um, you know, I think they like wanting to release these people separately so that they don't go and you do some tag finishers to go and team up again in other companies. But at the same time, they don't don't they not realize that people talk to each other and they're still friends. Uh, Hachiman from Diamond Mind, the coach, Roderick Strong's coach, one of his coaches, he got released. And I'm watching that unfold, and then more people get released also. Uh, what's it called? Um, previously, I watched the first match on NXT's New Year's Evil, which was Roderick Strong and Carmelo Ace. And you can see Hachiman just, you know, shouting out orders and stuff, telling Roderick, hey, do this, do that. But at the same time, as soon as that match is over, and it was a great match, uh, Carmelo Hayes is now the new North American champion. Well, unified, he's been the North American champion. I made a mistake of calling him the Cruiserweight champion. No, Roderick Strong is the Cruiserweight champion, and Carmelo Hayes is the North American champion. But that unification match was insane. It was amazing. Unfortunately, you know, that just solidified everything that was going to happen throughout the night. Uh, the changing of the guard, which happened at that exact moment. Um, the new faces of NXT. The Vince McMahon's guys. They get to run the show now. So that was the first match. That was the first thing that happened. And then to hear that Hachiman got released. It's like, oh, Diamond Man's about to implode. It's about this band. You can tell... Man, you can tell... It was bad. But you can tell that Roderick Strong doesn't want to be there anymore. It's, it's done with. Waiting for him to go to AEW. Um, hang out with Undisputed. Or whatever they're calling themselves now. Uh, and Hachiman wasn't all at all. That wasn't it at all. There's more. Uh, the other four releases. One of them was Gabe Zapowski. 
Who's Gabe Sapowski, you ask? I'm glad you asked. Gabe Sapowski. If you don't know who that is, well, I, I had to look it up also. I didn't know who that was. They, it was just, like, this is the last one that they announced, and it was uh, yesterday. So, I'm like, who's Gabe Sapowski? Why? 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 And then you find out he was a co-founder of ROH, Ring of Honor. He was a co-founder of Dragon Gate, uh, Evolve, and you're just like, what? Why did they release this guy? He was only there as a consultant. He got hired in 2018, 2019, I believe. Hey, Undisputed Era. Um, you know, all those guys. Basically, all those guys that you uh, saw from Ring of Honor, from Impact, that they all came. He was there um, as a consultant only. Uh, unfortunately, Road Dog got released. I mean, this guy's a um, company man, dude. Why? Why do you release Road Dog? You didn't know? Uh, formerly of Generation X, DX, the New Age Outlaws. Um, best friends, I guess, friends with um, Triple H. And, like, I didn't think that these guys would get released, and he's one of them. Next thing you know, Shawn Michaels is going to get released also. But Road Dog got released. William Regal, who you all know he's the general manager of NXT forever, who you thought he was going to be the general manager of NXT forever, since the beginning, since the start. And as you all know, you heard it at the start of the show, Coheed and Cambria, welcome home. Like, that is so apropos that I chose that song. And he wasn't even... I was just going to put it up there. I, I, before all these releases were announced. It was going to be up there. I was going to say, like, hey, the old NXT is dead. Welcome home. And then I see the releases. And finally, nail in the coffin. Give it up to the guy that got released twice within a year. Samoa Joe. Yes. Unfortunately, he has been let go. Uh, he was uh, there as a scout um, after he got injured. Nah. Did he get injured? I understand he won the cha NXT Championship belt and then, like, as soon as it hit that Triple H was going to be running anything at all, running this. It's going to be Vince McMahon's, um, <clears throat> sorry, it was going to be Vince McMahon's NXT 2.0 version. Uh, you hear the next day that Samoa Joe has relinquished the belt because of an injury. So there's that. And last year, last year, um, and this is, last year WWE released more than 80 wrestlers. Um, this year alone looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen people already. Let's just call it at that. Fifteen people. Uh, consultants, performance center coaches, all that. SVPs. Come on. And, you know, as I was getting ready to just 
tell you about the show, NXT New Year's Evil. I just kept getting all these news about all these releases. And then um, people started chiming in. Uh, former WWE SmackDown writer Freddie Prince Jr. Yes, the actor. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who used to write for the shows, um, decided to chime in also. And there was an interview he had done earlier in the year that um, after all those releases from last year and then, well, <clears throat> these new releases recently, he wanted to build a brand because he believed in all these guys so much. He, like, he's a great writer. He can write and um, script and all that stuff. So let's go for it. Let's let, let me build a brand. But he wanted to, and he was trying to contact Keith Lee and Killer Cross. It's like, hey, no, if nobody wants you, I can have you. I want to build a brand around you guys. So. Just imagine that, the Scooby-Doo gang, Sarah Michelle Gellar running in the background, Buffy versus all that stuff, is now canon with wrestling. That, that that's insane. So, what do you think? Are there? I mean, obviously there's gonna be more releases, but um, they're getting rid of, rid of Triple H's guys. They decided, hey, this is what we're gonna do. And we're going to do it now. The black and gold brand is dead. This is the new version. This is 2.0. I'm sure Nick Khan has something to do with it. Uh, he's been on record as saying. Out with the old. In with the new. Like they want to speed up the process. They don't want anything that's old. They want to keep everything fresh. So that's what they're doing. Unfortunately, they had to get rid of people. And it wasn't even... I'm not even going to say budget cuts. At this point, is we all just assume it's budget cuts. But really, it's just... No, we we don't like what happened. We're just going to clean off... Wash our hands off of this. Um, so, with that said... John Laurinaitis... What do you say about that? I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Jonathan the best in all his future endeavors. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you, John Laurinaitis. I'm sure those words are now copyrighted and engraved into your brain for the ends of time. I'm sure if you ever get a divorce from the Bella Twins' mom, those are the first words you're going to say after the divorce. I wish you well in your future endeavors. Okay, moving right along. NXT, New Year's Evil. Um, AJ Styles. Can we talk about AJ Styles just showing up at the show and having a feud with Grayson Waller? And I swear, if Grayson Waller wins this or gets a push out of AJ Styles getting beat, this is just ridiculous at this point. Um... He comes out to the ring and tells the crowd that um, for his debut, he went to the Royal Rumble, straight to the Royal Rumble, straight to WrestleMania, all that stuff, Raw, SmackDown, but he's never showed up on NXT. Why now? Like, as a 
black and gold brand, I would have loved it if you showed up during that era, during the Indisputed era, during last year's um, war games, during all that. But now in this 2.0, we all know why you're there now. Like, it's obvious. You want, they want to increase ratings, so let's bring in AJ Styles. And there you go. That's, that's basically it right there. Uh, match number two saw Imperium, Emporium versus Riddle and MSK. So, Walter, who I'm pretty sure you all know him, you know who he is by now. This big monster guy from the UK who just slaps, slaps. Like, I'm talking about those slaps, those chops. Those aren't chops. Those are... Those are deadly weapons. Those slaps, man, are insane. Not, like, I have to do a list of people that do chops. And he's on, he's on the top ten. I have to do a list pretty soon of the most dangerous I'm not gonna yeah is are they dangerous but they those slaps are hardcore uh, his two matches from NXT UK well one match from NXT UK and one match from last year's NXT takeover where him and uh, Leah oh shoot I'm gonna butcher his name butcher his name but Ilya Dragunov, him and versus Dragunov, first match was insane. The second match, it was alright, just not as impactful with the slaps, with the chops, as the first one. But, unfortunately, you won't be seeing him in NXT UK anymore. He did not get released. No, he's coming to the States. He's coming here, to the Americas. He has joined NXT full-time I believe him and his wife separated he is now with another NXT UK girl her name is Jenny I have to look her up I really do because I don't know who she is but he is now in the States there was an interview last year with him and Corey Graves um, as to who he wants to face in the near future if he's given the chance he says Cesaro, I am for it. I want this match to happen. I, shoot, this match, whatever happened, eh, those chops, man. But just see, knowing that he's going to be in the States from now on, meaning that he's going to be full-time on NXT, meaning that he's going to wrestle for NXT. He's going to be NXT champion. Or get sent to the main roster, have a few feuds, get released. I'm sorry, that's the way that's going now. That's the way it is now. Get sent to the main roster, have a feud with uh, Top Dog, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, all them people. Imagine that. Roman Reigns versus Walter. Suplex City. 
suplex world, man. So, this six-person tag team match, um, Walter did a bunch of stuff, bunch of German suplexes, a bunch of chops, obviously, Riddle. Um, he's real can take it, obviously. But MSK, these little dudes, uh, I think it was Nash who got, Nash Carter, who got the biggest chop of the night, and he just sold it. Destroyed everything. Um, fortunately, Imperium didn't win. MSK and Riddle did. Um, Riddle uh, got the win with the RK Bro, RKO. Using Randy's move, that's his tag partner though. So let's go with that. NXT Women's Championship: Cora Jade versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy Rose, uh, WWE girl from SmackDown, as you all know, she showed up on NXT a couple months ago, and you know she has that. Toxic Attraction Stable. She beat Raquel Gonzalez, the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. Um, Kota Kai came in for the interference during the October Halloween episodes. Uh, Cora Jade is new. She's a she's a 2.0 girl. Let's just call it 2.0 people, okay? The black and gold is Raquel Gonzalez. Mandy Rose is. Hey, we need you for ratings. So that's basically it right there. Um, each of them came in with a with a little flying uh, a vehicle actually. Mandy Rose came in in a helicopter. Raquel Gonzalez in a motorcycle. Corey comes out in a skateboard. How convenient! The crowd was into it. There were this is awesome chance all over. It was amazing. It was. You know, I really enjoyed the whole Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose. Raquel Gonzalez using or wearing um, lighter clothes these days, light colored clothes. Uh, she's a full face now, but I can't help but to think that, you know, it's coming. It just feels like it's coming. Unfortunately, the ending saw um, Mandy Rose beat Cora Jade in a botch move. Um, a roll. Jade was going for a roll-up. Mandy countered it, and she just decided to lay on top of her, or sit on top of her and pin her. <laughs> it was a botch move. Um, you could tell it was a botch move. Uh, watched it on YouTube, and <laughs> the comments are insane. They just, I just love the comments. They're, uh, they're just hilarious. Um, WS times 79, WS, WS times 79 on YouTube. Oh man, I'm sorry for butchering your name, buddy. Uh, on YouTube said, Cora Jade did a fantastic job. She did. But she couldn't avoid the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The golden roll-up. It was the golden roll-up that did Cora Jade in. Not even the hooks. The legs were hooked. She just sat on top of her. On her top of her face. And just went for one, two, three. And like, why? why what? And you could tell that there's a botch. It's ridiculous. 
rough ending. Raquel carried the match. Um, she's on her way to the main roster, basically. If she uh, doesn't get on the main roster, it be too late. She needs to be on the. She had been. She needed to be on the main roster since last year. But they needed to get rid of Dakota Kai as her partner first. Uh, which is not. She's not even a bad person. Um, injuries and all that stuff. But Recovering Gonzalez is extremely awesome. Um, if she goes to the main roster, feud against Rhea Ripley, her old feud again on NXT, feud against Bianca Belair, feud against the big girls, or show up to Royal Rumble. Uh, speaking of Royal Rumble, uh, we'll talk about that in a few. Main event is Tommaso Ciampa versus Braun Breaker for the uh, NXT head world. Championship, NXT title, NXT championship. What do you call the NXT title? NXT championship. That's it. Um, Ron Breaker comes out first. Um, they show the black and gold brand logo on his Titantron, on his little silhouette. He comes out. Ron comes out. There's a bunch of chains hanging out. So he grabs the chains and pulls them down, as if to say, let's get rid of this. And the Titantron crash, not the Titantron itself, but the GIF in the Titantron, it crashes down to smithereens and it shows the new colorful 2.0. Because that's what Braun Breaker is about. He's about colorful 2.0. Jeez Louise. So that little extra and entrance right there, you know, let's not let's not just end it there. No, let's have another thing in there also. He walks a few steps forward. He sees an X right in front of him, and it's black and gold, obviously. He kicks it, and you could tell it's already like down the middle. So he kicks it, breaks it in half, as if to say. F the uh, black and gold brand. This is the new 2.0 brand. Rawr. Braun Breaker. Cool it, Steiner. Let's cool it. Yeah, he's a Steiner. You could... Oh, man. The references to him being a Steiner. Just call yourself Braun Steiner. Or whatever your real name is. Because I didn't even look it up. I don't really care about this guy. But he's a Steiner. He's um, Rick Steiner's son, Scott Steiner's uh, nephew, but has both move sets, both of them. Um, great. So Tommaso Ciampa comes out next with the NXT belt. He looks over at the uh, broken X sign, and he is just in disbelief. Oh no! Which gives him some motivation to go beat up this freaking guy they get in the ring um breaker no sells the first chop from champa he just looks at him laughs and it's like is that all you got and then they go at it uh champa gets his face beat by braun breaker he gets opened up on his eye and 
the entire match after that is just oh wow okay F uh, crowd starts chanting fight forever because they look like they could have an awesome match long at a takeover they're not going to call it takeover anymore you just know that 2.0 is going to be something else from now on like how in your house what's in your house this in your house that and then it gets taken down to whatever it was that's now Armageddon uh, in your house mind games all that so there's that um, Ron Breaker does some spine busters Scott Steiner Frankensteiners Scott Steiner um, clotheslines, Rick Steiner clothesline, Rick Steiner suplexes, um, power slams, all that stuff. It's just basically a hybrid of both of them. Why not hire Scott and Rick Steiner? No, let's just have this guy be a hybrid. The references, um, of course, they call them the Dog Face Gremlin, Roo 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 Roo, all that stuff. How many can they make? A lot, apparently. Uh, finally, um, Breaker does the flying bulldog on Champa, the same way that his father would do it on his opponents when Scott would lift him up and do the tag team finisher. Um, does that, and then a Steiner recliner. Champa times out. Braun wins, new NXT champion. We're done. Announcers with the uh, the pup has now become the dog face gremlin on NXT. Really? Can you no? Why? Why would you? I guess I'm just done with these references from him. Come on, come on. All in all, it was a solid show. I mean, I did enjoy it on Tuesday night. I did enjoy it on Wednesday morning. I'm not enjoying it now. Once I'm reading all these people getting released. Because now it's just, why? Why go through all this? Just for the next day. It's like, alright, let's release some people. And Braun Breaker as the new NXT champion. 2.0. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is taking a few uh, what is it, a day off? Some time off. He's taking some time off. Um, he didn't get injured. He just needs some time off. Um, uh, so now, like everybody from that black and gold brand is gone, basically. Uh, and the Undisputed Era is an AEW. Johnny Takeover, Johnny Gargano is at home with his wife, getting ready for the kid to come out. Um, Roderick Strong is the only one that's left. I, I mean, if he's like, if he's gonna stay, then yeah, go for it. But who else? Man, that's rough. Uh, it was a great show, isn't it? Too bad for the releases, though. Um, I really do wish them well in their future endeavors. You know, some of them are going to go to Impact. Others are going to go to AEW. Um, 
there's already been comments from these releases. Road Dog wants to reunite with uh, Billy Gunn in AEW do the New Age Outlaw saying again. Uh, whoever else got released. Samoa Joe definitely has a job waiting for him on Impact. Or AEW, they would totally go for it there. Um, who else? Uh, William Regal definitely has a job. He's a great worker. Um, the referees and the yeah, the referee definitely's getting bookings. Everybody's getting booked. Not everybody, but you know, people are getting bookings already. It's not the end of the world. WWE isn't the be all end all of wrestling. Not anymore. <laughs> it used to be a long time ago when they bought their competition, WCW. But now it's just wait, we have other shows we can watch that, you know, whatever. Since the WWE Network been gone and it's been moved over to the Peacock, it's like, eh, I'm not really interested anymore in it anymore. Not really interested in watching NXT anymore. Um, if Gargano shows up, comes back, yeah, I'll watch it. But he's gone, he's out of his contract. Can't wait to see him in AEW. That's where Adam Cole wants him. He wants to have a few matches with him for them there. I'm basically gonna be talking about AEW pretty soon, right? Um, and I did say um, Royal Rumble season is coming up, so we're gonna be talking about that pretty soon. Uh, a couple, not a couple of Royal Rumble matches, I think, are uh, been announced. I gotta watch uh, Friday. The only uh, part that I did watch on Friday SmackDown was when. The face-off between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns acknowledged. And Charlotte Flair announcing who's going to be in the Royal Rumble for her division, for the women's division. Um, but a couple of comebacks. Uh, Michelle McCool, the Bella Twins. Yeah. Um, Mickey James got released last year. The same Mickey James who um, made a big deal about getting sent a black bag of her stuff and they like released Carano. The same Mickey James who is the Impact Women's Champion at the moment. Knockouts Champion. I'm sorry. The Impact Knockouts Champion. The same Mickey James that's on Impact. Right now, holding the Knockouts Championship is going to be at the Royal Rumble. Um, there were others announced also, but the comebacks, like, of course, they got to, like, get these girls to come back. Because they just released half the roster. Um, another person was Lita. And finally, Charlotte announced that she's going to be in the, main, the Royal Rumble as well. She's a SmackDown Women's Champion, but she's going to do a Roman Reigns. Or did Roman... Yeah, they did it with Roman Reigns. She's going to do what Roman Reigns did. She's going to be in the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble, and then she gets to pick her opponent for WrestleMania. Highly unlikely, but... Uh, I'm not even sure who I'm voting for these 
Royal Rumble matches yet. But whatever happens, happens. Um, that's all I got for today. I gotta watch SmackDown. We gotta we gotta watch SmackDown. We're gonna watch SmackDown um, probably tonight. Uh, the next thing is probably gonna be about AEW. Talk about it. But if you have a Facebook, go check us out at the All Things Wrestling Facebook group. A uh, bunch of people there. Um, lots of interaction. We got Ash Monte there on All Things Wrestling who posted a little meme from KFATB. It's superstars who will never sign to another company. Who else do you think will remain WWE for life? Um, you got Roman Reigns, John Cena, Edge, Charlotte Flair, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Natalia Neidhart, Becky Lynch, The Undertaker, and R-Truth. Which is basically true. Um, there were, I mean, we all thought Hulk Hogan was going to be WWE for life and then he shows up on WCW brother. So, you can't just say never say never. You know, all that stuff. John Cena is more likely to go somewhere else. But, all these people, yeah, they look like they could stay there forever. They could be company men. Um, it all depends on what's going to happen in WWE in two years. Because they look like they're going to sell the company. Like all these releases. It's just coming. I, we all know it's coming. But thank you Ash Monte for posting that. We have other stuff he's posted. It's the All Things Wrestling uh, Facebook group. You could join up and have interactions. There's one a video there posted by Sam G. Garcia. It's the debut of the WCW Championship belt in WWF when Brian the Brain Heenan held it and he says this is the real championship belt and you got Gorilla Monsoon and Jim Neidhart who used to be commentary and they're just staring at each other and looking who are you talking about who are you talking about well I'm talking about Ric Flair like back in the day it was very taboo to say all that stuff but Ric Flair is coming to WWF it was a big thing at the time now it's just like oh cool it's great. So join up. Join us uh, there. Talk about it. Talk about everything you just listened to today. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us what you thought about the releases. And I'm going way too long on this episode, I guess. So I'm going to end it here. Hope you're all having a great weekend. Enjoy it. Um, John Laurinaitis, you got something else to say? I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish John the best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> oh, my goodness.